Oh, there we go. Uh, uh, We're not supposed to talk over the opening, Rich. I was asked by young Zachary where some of the sound effects for this came from uh, not too (laughs) long ago. That was such a good joke. I wanted to say it so bad. No, I can't say it. This is Shug Jordan, coach of the Auburn Tigers. Say what? No, 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 no. You can at least give me a... Jordan. Yes! 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 You can at least give me a... Jordan. Off the air. Like an off mic nod of recognition. Sure. I I don't like... I didn't want to make that joke. Well, we probably should stop. No, you needed to make the joke. No, should we... No, no, we're going. We're going. It's pronounced Jordan. Jeremy Henderson with the Warrior Reader. Rich Perkins with a ride in the Jeep. You can catch us weekday mornings on Rich and Jeremy in the morning on Wings 94.3 and online at wingsfm.com. I read a Bible verse this morning about coarse joking and watching your mouth and everything. And, mm. uh, I feel bad now. Well, hey, the, the, that's why I didn't acknowledge it, by Speaking the of the Bible. Yes. Uh, that, you know, it, Doug Barfield. Well, he was a good man. Good man. Yes. Right, and he was he was a fine. He is, by the way, he, he is, is a, good, a man. good man. No, he yeah, yeah. coach. But in fact, I I spoke with him, uh, interviewed him, sat down with him. Panera Bread, ever heard of it? I have. Uh, when was back, this? This is uh, maybe the summer, maybe uh, maybe you know, Juneish. I saw him probably three or four months ago. In town, he's he was. Oh yeah, well, I saw him this morning. He was looking. He was looking to. I think he was looking at possibly uh, relocating back into uh, Auburn. I think he's in Montgomery right now. Yeah, uh, that is a uh, that is that is a possibility. Making him like the what uh, the ninth, I think, ninth living living yeah coach, <laughs> coach to that's, that's come on back. back. Yeah, yeah, they don't mind it here. They love it. Uh, but anyway, so so he one of one of actually Barfield Doug Barfield's thing, and, and, and the, one of the things about Doug Barfield and why I wanted to talk with him is that his era is so neglected. And a lot of people would understand. I mean, it was almost like a byword, like a like a cuss word, the punchline to a joke no one wanted to tell, uh, and, and which is unfortunate because the man was here and he gave his all. Yeah. And uh, and so that was one of the kind of the reasons or, or, that I wanted to talk with him was to kind of uh, get get the inside scoop on how that felt. Excuse me. While it was happening. Well, yeah, and if there was like an awareness of what it was, because he's coming at no one again. For those for those who are not aware, give us a little bit of the background on on Barfield. Barfield. Barfield came here from Clemson. Actually, he was an offensive guy at Clemson for a couple years. Hired by Hootie Ingram, uh, a Bama guy, uh, whom he had known. He kind of uh, you know the same circles coming out. He went to Southern Miss, almost came to Auburn. Uh, to play, but we they, we gave him the whole walk-on thing. We couldn't give him a scholarship. He'd walk on. He was going to do it, he told me. But then Southern Miss offered him something. He went down there, and guess what? What's Kind of rocked the house. Southern Miss in the mid-60s or early 60s or mid-50s, whatever it was, Rich. <clears throat> right. Kind of good. How about that? They were kind of uh, they were kind of good. Beat the tide. Kind of kind of like when Brett Favre was there. Doug Barfield Doug is Barfield, undefeated against Alabama as a player. Doug Barfield was the Brett Favre of. So he did beat Bear Bryant, actually. How about that? If I do have my dates right, and I may not, but I completely may not. But let's assume you do. Let's does, assume I do. Do you? Does I mean because it, it does? We've never let dates. The, we've never let these inaccuracies no, stop us before. No. Why not start, since we why planted the now? Tumors Oaks in 1784? Yes. 
That's exactly and right. Dates have never mattered. Well, I started rolling them in eighteen <laughs> in eighteen twenty two. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, that was a good year. Yeah, for the Tigers. <laughs> um, so, so, but I, I talking to him, it was kind of fascinating because you hear things like that. He went uh, with Southern Miss, was in the uh, the military for a couple of years. Uh, I think like actually a big, you know, like our officer and did all that stuff, and then went to did a little uh, some high school stuff. Then got hired, uh, I think, straight from high school. Saw Hootie Ingram at a coaching conference. Hootie hires him at Clemson. And then all of a sudden, two years later, he's Auburn's offensive coordinator, 1972. Wow. Kind of meteoric. Yeah. Right? And, of course, this was back in the day when they weren't even really calling them coordinators, just in charge of the offense or yeah, something like right. that. Right. He was assistant the offensive coach. Co- he was assistant offensive coach. Offensive coach, right, right. Something like that. So, and then in uh, 74... He well, he was here in '72 as the as a freshman coach, and then in '74 he gets the nod to uh, to lead the offense. And he was go- we were very proud, we were very hyped on the Veer, the Veer T. Oh yeah, that Barfield was bringing. You know, there was a, we had a song about it and everything. Sure. Mercy, mercy, oh mercy me, scared of Auburn and the big Veer T. Right. So he brought that on. Now the interesting story as to how it's a really interesting story as to how he came to uh you know to be the head coach to be the successor right he didn't come here thinking that this was going to happen in right. fact he actually asked suge and i'm kind of spilling more here than i wanted to i wanted to say this a little bit but he spilled uh for suge the uh or, or, or he asked suge <laughs> jordan jordan you may have heard of him he asked him uh, if he was going to be here for a little while she was like i'm not planning on really going anywhere and of course he was you know four four or so years after that but you know, I don't know if you know, but Suge's retirement, it, they kind of botched the announcement of this thing. A board of trustee member leaked to the press. You're kidding. So they had this kind of press conference. They had it on a timetable, but it, I believe it, it was announced. It was some sometime between the, I think, after the Gator Bowl or sometime between, I don't, I'm not exactly sure on the chronology, but it was in 74. So he coached an entire year knowing that it was going to be his last year. Oh, wow. I didn't right? realize that. Yeah. And and the thing is, Barfield didn't even know. You know, there were, there were, there were like 20-something coaches at the time or something, right? Barfield had no idea that he was even in line for this thing. A lot of the, the common consensus, the common wisdom, was that it was going to go to Paul Davis, an old-timer, old-schooler, uh, grizzled, looked look like a coach you wanted to. Kind sure. of, he looked like a Bear Bryant kind of type. And uh, he'd been here with the defense for a while. And people thought it was going to go to him, and for whatever reason, it didn't. And uh, but Barfield gets a call from a reporter, like after the Gator Bowl in '74, we beat Texas, had a great year. I think like nine and two, should have beaten Bama. They cheated, obs, obs. And gets a call from a reporter asking him for a comment about what? Well, you're going to be the new head coach at Auburn. He had no like. This is how he finds out. Holy cow. This is how he, and think, he was only, thir, he was 36 at the time. Good 35, grief. maybe 35 at the time. Has no idea he's like in line for this thing uh, because, co- you know, his retirement had only just been announced because it leaked out. Right. So it's this weird time up, you know, and, and he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Lee Haley, the athletic director, gives him a call. It goes over Phil Pot. Phil Pot was actually one of kind of his chief uh, supporters, right? And and actually, uh, I found a, a this is President Philpot. President, yeah, Doctor Harry Philpot. 
and who was also a fine Christian man. What a and good, I think what that, a great that, name. that Doug's character, excuse me, Coach Barfields. What a great name. May have actually played. Yeah, that is a great name. Harry Philpott. Harry Philpott. May have played into the decision-making process a little bit. His character. Uh, because as, he was as, such a good as, man. As he was a strong man of character, and Philpot was, and wanted somebody like that. Not that she, you know, obviously, sure. obviously was his name, but keep keep the mold. Yeah. And uh, and so, what are you going to say? No, he was like, I would have taken it for groceries at the time, and I almost did. Did not salary wise what was not deal. making a lot of money. Like I think it was in the thirties or something. Like that. Which, which <laughs> imagine even, that? Which even in the seventies was that, not a lot. Not of money a lot of money for a head football yeah, coach. for a head football coach. Yeah, I mean, just it's wild to like think of the difference. So I kind of asked him, you know, like what were was there a thought? Because think about it. So he gets named. So he's a he's one of these coach and waiting types. Oh wow! So for the entire year, season of seventy five, he's in the wings, and it's got to be this weird thing because all of a sudden his colleagues. His coaches are kind of looking at him like, "What's going on?" And he's doing his best, but he's not trying to step on Suge's swan song. Sure, he's not. He doesn't want to do any of this. But then you complicate things by the fact that it's a bad season. Ugh. Right? It's not good, and he's getting kind of a lot of the blame for this because they know he's going to inherit this, not this situation. Not fair. And uh, anyway, so I, I'm going to do some more stuff on him. But it was a. Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. He he always thought he could do it. He always thought he's like I know you know you never want to be the guy after the guy, but I really thought we could do it. We we came close, had a couple of good seasons, just never got it done. He wanted to be the guy that take out the bear, and I've got some really interesting stuff we'll get around to about uh, his relationship with uh, L. Bryant, really? L. Bear, L. Barrow. Some pretty uh, I think I think could surprise a lot of people. Did he give you any insight into the orange jersey? decision no i i failed to ask him about that but there we do have a follow-up planned good uh that would be something to ask yes i, I would put that on the like wh- whose idea was this your idea was this as an assistant was this an equipment manager was there some kind of rogue well his booster? rod and cones uh he always had issues i think it was a color it was a blindness thing and ah, when he signed off blind. on the 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 order form it was just a kind of a an off a clerical type deal i think that's totally wrong. <laughs> hey, this is Auburn. Of course, who who can say? Who can say? That's very very true. Well, he's a, I, he's, he's a good man, and uh, we should know more about him. I'm sick of I'm sick of the neglect. He tried. He's a brother. I'm glad that you're digging into this. That's right. I would also like to know more about his daughter. She could model some jeans. I'll tell you that. I would like to know more. That's it. That's going to do it for another edition of It's Pronounced Jordan. Once again, you can catch our podcasts at wingsfm.com, also at thewarriorreader.com. Jeremy Henderson of The Warrior Reader, Rich Perkins, a ride in a jeep.com. You can catch us weekdays in Auburn from 6 to 9 on Wings 94.3 and online on the World Wide Web everywhere at wingsfm.com. Till next time, so long and war eagle.